greatest gift God has given this world is the precious gift of grace. Please understand that grace is not a teaching. Grace is a person, the person of Jesus Christ. John 1.17 says, For the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Open your spirit and prepare to receive, through Bishop Herb Andrew, God's Word of Grace, which is building you up from the inside out, while positioning you to enjoy the inheritance Jesus paid for with His blood. This is your moment of grace. Hi, I'm Bishop Herb Andrew, and this is your moment of grace. You know, over the last couple of weeks, we've been discussing what I believe is a very important subject, the gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You know, when Paul talks about this gospel in Galatians chapter 1, he talks about the grace of Christ being the original gospel, but then he says the grace of Christ, which is the original gospel, is actually the gospel of Christ. But in the midst of this discussion, Paul mentions something that I think we should all take note of. Paul mentions that any other gospel besides the grace of Christ, which is the original gospel, which is the gospel of Christ, he says any other gospel could be considered a different gospel. So we began looking at this different gospel, and we discovered that this different gospel is actually the gospel according to Satan. Now we understand that Satan is not a creator, he's simply a counterfeiter. And what Satan has done is Satan has taken his gospel. He's made it look so much like the gospel of Jesus Christ that it has actually caused many well-intentioned people to walk in what I like to call demonic deception. You see, because this gospel, according to Satan, it's not what you would think it is. You would think that the gospel of Satan is one that promotes chaos in the world in which we're living. But the truth of the matter is, Satan gospel does not promote strife and war, but it actually aims at building peace and unity. It attempts to promote peace and unity while ignoring Jesus Christ, who is the Prince of Peace. In actuality, Satan's gospel, it, it's designed to make the world so comfortable that the absence of Jesus is not recognized and the presence of God is no longer needed. And unfortunately, many people without realizing it have bought into and are actually living out the gospel according to Satan. Think about it. This gospel according to Satan it's actually a gospel of self-effort and personal good works. And, and, and it suggests to us that as men and women, we are okay as long as we are charitable. We're okay as long as we're willing to help other people. We're okay as long as we're willing to do right by our fellow man. In other words, family, as long as we are good people in this 
crazy world, then we are okay. So what is wrong? What is wrong with the gospel according to Satan? Well, last week we began looking at this and we began looking at Satan's gospel, but we began looking at it in 3D because we discovered that Satan's gospel, it distorts, it distracts, and it deceives. We saw last week how it is that the gospel according to Satan, it distorts the vision that we have of ourselves and it also distorts the vision that we have of Jesus Christ. See, when you buy into this gospel of good works, it fails to challenge us to recognize the mess that our lives are in apart from embracing a relationship with Jesus. See, this, this gospel, according to Satan, it, it denies the total depravity of man. The fact of the matter is, according to Romans chapter number three, verse number 10, there is none righteous. No, not one. Every single one of us, apart from Jesus Christ, all of our righteousness in the eyes of God is as a filthy rag. In other words, every person, apart from Jesus. It does not matter how good we are. It does not matter how, how many charitable acts we perform, but every person apart from Jesus is unrighteous in the eyes of our heavenly father. Romans chapter three lets us know that the human conscience is depraved, our minds, our spirit, the human character apart from Jesus is depraved, our, our human will, the human, our, our human conversation, our speech is foul and filthy apart from Jesus and, and our human conduct overall, it is depraved when we do not have a personal relationship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The fact of the matter is, by nature, we are fallen creatures alienated from the life of God and dead in trespasses and sins. That's why we need Jesus Christ. He did not come to make good people better, but he came to give dead people life. I have come, he says, that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. So when you look at the gospel according to Satan, it distorts the vision that we have of ourselves, but it also distorts the vision that we have of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You see, when you begin to embrace the gospel according to Satan, this gospel according to Satan allows Jesus to be viewed as our example and not as our Lord and Savior. Did y'all hear that? that? That is so important. That is so important because the enemy, when we operate according to this gospel, according to Satan, we begin to view Jesus simply as our example, as opposed to our Lord and our Savior, in which 
he actually is. Now, I'm not saying that Jesus cannot be an example, but that is not the reason he came. The Bible says it in Luke chapter number two. You remember when the angel came before the, the shepherds and the angel said to them, do not be afraid. Behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. He says, for there is born to you this day in the city of David, a savior. Notice he did not say there is born to you this day in the city of David an example. No, he says, there is born to you this day in the city of David, a savior who is Christ the Lord. You see, this enemy, this, this, this enemy that, that you and I are dealing with, he cannot ignore the existence of Jesus. But what he has done, and unfortunately, he has been somewhat successful in doing so. He minimizes, he minimizes the, 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 the uh, existence of Jesus, and he does it by emphasizing what Jesus did while he lived and ignoring what he accomplished through his death, burial, and resurrection. Did y'all catch that? See, the enemy can't, can't ignore the existence of Jesus. But what he does is he, he minimizes the, the, the emphasis of that existence by emphasizing what Jesus did while he was alive, how he, how he was helping people and how he would, would, would do certain things in order to be a benefit to individuals who are less fortunate. And listen, I agree we should all be helping people. We should all be uh, uh, doing things for individuals who are less fortunate than we are. But we must understand the emphasis of Jesus's existence. He did not come to be our example. He came to be our savior. There's nothing wrong with knowing what he did when he lived, but it is so important for us to understand what he accomplished for us through his death, through his burial, and through his resurrection. See, Jesus didn't live and die just to be our example, but he came to be both our Lord and our Savior. Think about it for a minute. When you're drowning, when, 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 you, when you are dealing with the waters of life, and, and, and you find yourself going under for the third time. When you are drowning, you don't need an example. When you are drowning, you need a savior. And that is why Jesus came. For there is born to you this day in the city of David, a savior who is Christ the Lord. You see, this gospel according to Satan, it is so dangerous. It is, it is so challenging because it, it allows our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ, to simply be viewed as our example and not so much as the Savior that he is. Listen, I've said it to you before, 
and I think it bears repeating once again that God did not send his son Jesus to make good people better. No, God sent Jesus as our Savior. God sent Jesus to ultimately cause dead people to come alive. Because the truth of the matter is, regardless to how many wonderful works we have, regardless to how many charitable deeds we perform, and listen, I do good works. I also perform charitable deeds. But what I'm saying to us this day is that none of that causes us to be righteous in the sight of our God. Regardless to how much we do, apart from Jesus Christ, we must understand that our righteousness before the Father is as a filthy rag. So thank God that the true gospel exists. That's the one where Paul says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. He says, for in this gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. Not righteousness produced by what we do, but righteousness that is ours because our faith is in the one who died that we might have life. Listen, think about that for a while, meditate on it, and we'll be back next week to continue to look at this gospel of Satan in 3D. Thanks for connecting. I'm Bishop Herb Andrew, and this has been your moment of grace. Be sure to follow us on our social media platforms by subscribing to our Beacon Light of Homer YouTube channel and following us on Beacon Light of Homer Facebook and Instagram pages. Join us for a life-changing word on Sundays at 9 a.m. and 6 p.m. for our Beacon Light of Homer worship experience or Wednesday on our Grace Reloaded Bible Study at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Bishop Herb would love to hear from you. Leave your comments and be sure to stay connected by subscribing to this Moment of Grace podcast. If this podcast has been a blessing to you, make sure you share it with your friends and loved ones. Remember, because of his awesome grace, our God is faithful to manifest every blessing and benefit Jesus has paid for through his finished work on the cross of Calvary. Our part is to believe, receive, and enjoy what has already been provided, motivated by his tremendous love. Until next time, this has been your moment of grace. Thank you for sharing on today.